that's one of the greatest things that a creative person or anyone can do whenever they're faced with criticism is where's the truth in this not just my truth let's look at it objectively mm-hmm. <laughs> hey thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the bridge podcast i'm andrew jackson director of marketing at the bridge Mark Dickey, as always, is here with me. Mark, how are you? I am wonderful today. Good. Things going well on the afternoon show, I hope. Yeah, they are going well. Yeah. I, I have been enjoying listening to you on that afternoon show lately. We've been doing a segment uh, called Love Del Marva, and mm-hmm. you've been praying for people, and a lot of folks have uh, have really been moved by some of your prayers. So Yeah, it's been really neat. It's been a good segment, you know? Yeah, just focusing on different parts of Del Marva. Yeah, yep. yeah. Now, we're joined today by one of my good friends, John Melora. John, how are you today? I'm well. Thank you for having me, even though I don't have facial hair. That's I, right. I appreciate the invite, Mark. <laughs> they have, Andrew. They right. have no idea what our facial hair looks like. No, oh. we've, I don't think we've ever shown ourselves uh, off mic. So, really? Uh, Andrew has a full beard. Mark has a... Uh, I have a clock. helmet. I have a helmet. It goes all the way around. Yeah, yeah. It's like a motorcycle helmet. <laughs> That's not true. I shaved no. recently. <laughs> But uh, John is joining us because of his uh, experience, uh, thoughts, and expertise in the world of creativity. Today we're going to discuss creativity and God, where, you know, where the two meet, or um, how maybe if you're feeling like a creative person, uh, how you can explore that more. But first I wanted to share with you about Boardwalk Plaza Hotel and Victoria's Restaurant there in Rehoboth. They are the podcast sponsor. Boardwalk Plaza is happy to call the ocean's edge their home and happy to offer you a unique and comfortable respite from the world where you can truly get away from it all. You can learn more about Boardwalk Plaza at BoardwalkPlaza.com. You know, they also sometimes have somebody on the piano. They have a bass player, and it is just live, chill music, great ambiance while you're eating. And my wife even said, oh, there are people over there playing. I thought it was being, you know, piped through speakers or something. I said, no, it's live music the whole time. It's wonderful. And it's not so, too loud. No, it's, it's just it's, right. It's yeah. just right. Yeah, and that's always one of those places that I walk by as I'm, like, hurting kids. Right. Or three <laughs> right. kids down the boardwalk. I'm thinking, wow, I can't wait till I can you, have, like, an adult night with my wife. <laughs> we can go hang out there You not have, like, you know, ice cream and thrasher fries all right. over our hands. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining you, like... You said hurting. I know you're saying hurting with a D, but I imagine hurting kids. Like oh, John's no. just beating kids up on the boardwalk. No, no, it's H A R D. In my mind, yeah. sometimes. <laughs> well, be sure to check out boardwalkplaza.com. You can check out all the amenities they have to offer and uh, set yourself a reservation for you and your spouse. So, John, we've known each other for a little while. I. I really I forget how we ever first crossed paths, and I imagine it was somewhere through the station. Uh, I don't know, but through the time that I've known you, you've taken a couple of different professional turns. So you started out in in a very interesting career, uh, but but even when you were you were doing some of that stuff that you know some people would say, "Wow, John's got a great and incredible life," which is one thing I used to say. <laughs> there was more to the story, wasn't there? Oh, absolutely. Is uh. You know, it's kind of like the duck on the pond that looks totally chill and it's just swimming, right. but underneath their 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 uh. feet are going, and you know a lot of stuff's going on underneath the surface. And for 15 years, I I worked in the aerospace and defense field. I worked with mm-hmm. uh, for NASA missions, landed stuff on other planets. Um, worked exactly on things what to keep I mean work. by cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it, yeah, absolutely cool. Uh, worked yeah. with a great team, and uh, a few years into that. Um, had just some major life changes happen. We had the birth of our first uh, child, mm-hmm. 
And, you know, a year after that, my, my best childhood friend um, tragically took his own life. And that really hmm. put a lot of things in perspective. And really, I, I hit rock bottom after that. I didn't mm-hmm. know what to do. And I, I was actually someone who stepped away from the church. Um, grew up in the church, going to Catholic school, and saw a lot of things that, that just didn't make sense to me. And mm-hmm. couple that with a, the rebellious spirit I had, and it was a perfect mixture for me to take a 180 from God. Mm-hmm. And after um, Nathan's death, uh, a few months after, I just couldn't pull myself together. You know, I had this high-performing job. I was a mm-hmm. test engineer. I, I was leading teams on planetary missions, and I, but inside I was a wreck. Hmm. Um, and I just remember thinking one morning, I was, I was getting ready to get in the shower, and thought, well, I, I got nowhere else to turn. Maybe I should pray. Hmm. You know, it's like the last refuge of the scoundrel, I feel hmm. sometimes. And just said the strength, courage, and wisdom prayer. I have no idea why that popped into my head. I probably saw it on a coffee mug and, and laughed at it, right, at the absurdity right. of who would, who would pray. That's, that's, that's foolish. And at that moment, um, as I was just, just standing there getting ready to get in the shower, I felt this warm sensation come over me. And I thought, wow, maybe God's real or maybe I've actually just lost my mind. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think it's the latter. No. Um, <laughs> but but that, that day, a um, little over 10 years ago, was, was really brought me back to God. And um, after that, God, I kept trust, learning to trust God mm-hmm. and was very resistant to it at first and came to a point where, you know, a lot of things started making sense in my life. And... My heart actually led me away from from that that career I had, and um, on the side I started doing photography. Mm-hmm. I always had a passion. Got my first camera when I was seven years old. Learned cool. to learned to shoot on film, and yeah, you know, and uh, film for some of our millennial audience <laughs> is a little strip of plastic that captures light. <laughs> you can hold that up against another light. It's called exposure, and then capture that picture on a piece of paper. Right, and my kids look at me. What's and they're paper? Like, yeah. Well, we'll have to get into a whole other show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And my kids look at me like, "You had to wait to see your picture." Yeah. What? Right. <laughs> it just doesn't compute. They just walk away and say, "Wow, <laughs> wow." I'm I'm so glad I wasn't alive when the Earth before it cooled like you, Dad. When you started to explore uh, your photography again, right? You said at one point that your your work life and your home life were somewhat chaotic, right? I mean, it or maybe maybe not chaotic, but. Uh, you described it best as a hamster wheel. Yeah, yeah. I, we got we got to this point. My my wife Brenda of uh, seventeen years this year. Um, she works full time too, and I I had this full time job. They were sending me all over the planet doing cool things, and I'd be gone mm-hmm. for weeks at a time. And when I was home, I would um, felt like we were on this hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife and I'd wake up, blow after five a.m., bomb the kids out of bed who were you know like one, three, and five years old, bomb them out of bed before 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. just so we could, you know, get them some breakfast. Here's a Pop-Tart. Here's a cereal bar. Okay, get in the car. We got to drop you off as soon as daycare opens so mom and dad can get to work. Mm-hmm. We go work our, our jobs for, you know, 10, 12 hours a day, come screeching into the daycare parking lot, you know, right before they close, pick up the kids, <laughs> get them home. All right, everyone, get out of the van. <laughs> and all right, here's your dinner. All right, uh, who has homework? Okay, bath for you. Okay, it's story time for everyone. All right, everyone go to bed. Yeah. And I was like, what? What are we doing? Yeah. You know, what, yeah. What? That's an all too familiar picture for so many people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we we lived that life for for years. And I thought, what? You know, 
where's this, where's the connection? Where's the stories with our, with mm. our kids? And, um, some things changed at the, the company I had been working at and it just, you know, my heart just kept diverging away from it. And, uh, it got to the point where it just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't working for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and at one point I thought, man, thank, thank goodness I'm making so much money mm-hmm. to, you know, just kind of get through the day. Because mm-hmm. money's so reliable. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and and when I said that in my head, as yeah. I was walking down this like just damp, rainy Delmarva January morning, mm-hmm. um, I thought, wow, what, what would I tell my kids or what would I tell my best friend? What would I tell anybody that I cared about remotely? If they came to me and said, wow, you know, the, the life's just not cutting it right now. I'm, I'm not happy with the situation I'm in, but, but I'm making a lot of money. What would I tell them? Right. I'd say, well, let's, let's pause and see, you know, where, where things have gone off track and let's come up with a plan to get things back on. Is what you tell That's what I tell else. someone else. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm very bad at taking, you know, <laughs> my, own, my own suggestions. Um, it's one of the things I've been working on is, you know, giving myself grace, mm. which as a you know, a quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes right mm-hmm. now and for the world out there, air they quotes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can see it, they can feel it, <laughs> they can feel your air quotes, <laughs> a very powerful air quotes. Anyway, um, as a air quote creative, right. um, I, I think it's, it's real hard to sometimes step back and take your, your own advice. You're so good at seeing things out there in the world, but when it comes to you, you have this, hmm. Um, seems all too often with a lot of creatives, you know, they have this like real negative self-image, like almost like I'm not worthy mm-hmm. kind yep. of kind of belief about themselves. So mm-hmm. that's something I've really tried to work on is, yes, I, I am worthy. Um, I am worthy of grace that the grace that I show other people all mm-hmm. the time. I should mm-hmm. I should probably give that to myself. Self-dose, right. Yeah, because otherwise you're, you're just going to run out of steam. Right. So you use this term, air quotes, creative. Yeah. It's something that I think we've thrown around a number of times. It's certainly in conversation here at the office. I feel like um, here at the bridge, we're blessed by God to have a lot of creatives. People who come into the office can spin up ideas and figure out ways to present information that are engaging and fun. Um, but creativity can come in a lot of different forms, right, Mark? Mm-hmm. I mean, you are, uh, you've mentioned it a number of times, a drummer. Yep. And so music is a form of creation. Yeah, it drives my parents, drove my parents crazy. Because <laughs> I was always just tapping on the table at dinner. And, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, singing, creating music. Uh, I find creativity in writing. I like to turn words and phrases and express thoughts and ideas through writing. You know, I think that this is like the, the greatest time period for creatives ever. In fact, I don't... Granted, I'm the youngest one here, but I don't think that term creative, mm-hmm. like as a, as a person, mm-hmm. I'm a creative. I don't think that's been around for very long. It just seems like we've had this uh, golden age mm-hmm. of creativity uh, where, you know, uh, it cost me $300 in middle school to get a, a basic recording set up uh, so that I could start recording music. Yeah. And kids these days, if they have their parents' old iPhone, they've yeah. gotten more technology for recording like that they were just handed, right? You know, like right. we, we are in this really cool, um, time period for, for creativity. There is. And for self-publication or self-distribution, um, the digital world has unlocked a lot of ability for people to do that, but not only the digital world, that's where my mind usually heads back. Um, but there's still a physical world of, uh, you know, art that gets created and 
displayed and put out, you know, for people to enjoy. You left or started to leave your uh, workaday life and step into a more independent, creative lifestyle. Right. So, of course, your wife is freaking out, taking on three jobs, right? And because you're a starving artist. My, my wife. <laughs> I'm not starving. I'm very well fed. I oh, could probably good. stand to lose a few pounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, my, my wife um, was actually the catalyst. She, she mm. was very chill and just said, well, you know, we prayed about it. And she said, uh, go for it. She's like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Meanwhile, one of the, the downsides of, of the way my creative mind works right, yeah. is I can very quickly Come up know, with fall a down a row. Yeah, I, can, I, can, I can connect things and it makes it totally true. It's also why I'm a horrible person to watch a crime show with. Oh, no. So I can put it all together. I'm like, oh, obviously he did it. Well, how do you know that? So, well, this, this, and this. Right, so much right, so that I'm, right. I was not allowed to talk anymore we watch like CSI. I'd have to write down a piece of paper and just have to keep quiet for 44 minutes. It's like Clue. You have yeah. to hide your, you know, whodunits. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Reveal it only at the end. Yeah, but but she said, well, just do it. What's the worst that could happen? I, uh, let me tell you. Where do you want me to start, friend? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Never tell me the odds. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> That's right. My man knows I'm a Star Wars fan. Um, she, uh, and, and she said, what's the worst that could happen? You, you, if, if this doesn't work out, you get another, you know, job that that you've had all your life Mm. and Mm. we just keep moving and figure it out from there i thought okay (laughs) right right yeah so i uh i left the corporate world a couple months after that it will actually be three years ago april 7th was my Mm. last day in uh the corporate world and after that was on my own i had had zero clients lined up and uh i thought what did i just do so like my Mm. first day home alone i was like Oh, well, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's when you met Drew Carey and the yeah. price is right. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. That, that, so, so one of the things I did was I actually, when I made the, the leap to doing full time, you know, my own thing, uh-huh. I actually wrote down a, a set of rules for mm. myself, you know, call okay. it, call it uh, corporate operating policies, uh, okay. John Malore photography, where the one rule is it's band T Tuesday. So every Tuesday I have to wear a t-shirt with a band. Real yeah. or fictitious, his spinal tap shirts are totally awesome. fine. Oh, all the way up to 11. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. You'd, you'd turn it up to 11. But the other ones were, um, it was basically the rigor that I'd maintained uh-huh. at, in my corporate job. Okay. Um, you know, things like, you know, no, no social media except at lunch and, you know, no no goofy videos, no watching TV during the day because it was it was work. You know, you wake up, yeah, you get dressed. Right. You know, that was one of the rules. Like, get, put your clothes on. Actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, no, no pajama pants. So you defined a good work ethic right. for your creative lifestyle right out of the gate. Absolutely. And and that's so important. I think um, my experience has seen, I've seen a lot of people that have had creative businesses and they, they've fallen off the wayside. And one of the big things I think that, that separates people that are able to make a living at it, like I've been fortunate to, and people that it just doesn't work out for them is mm-hmm. the, the, the art part of it's a very small part of it. Like I spend probably five percent of my time actually taking photos. Mm. Another ten percent time maybe med- maybe editing them, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, okay, what's the other eighty-five percent? It's you know having a system to keep track of your clients. I obviously mm-hmm. have to keep track of all my photos and have them organized. Right. Um, invoicing, you know, mm-hmm. all, all that, all that other all the stuff. Running a business, things. exactly. Yeah. Which which I've talked to a lot of people that have gone to art school, which I've. I have zero training, by mm-hmm. the way, <laughs> in yeah. any of this. Um, I don't have a Bachelor of Fine Arts or right. anything like that. Um, 
they say that's one of the things that that art school really kind of leaves out is how to run a business. Mm, like, yeah, you, you might understand the the rule of thirds and you know color theory, but when it comes down to, well, should I file as a sole proprietor or an LLC? Right. What's the recommendation? It, right. Exactly. Yeah. So so interesting. So I, and I'm certainly not an expert on any of that, but one of the things that I did become an expert at, which was way out of my comfort zone, was asking people for help, mm-hmm. searching out those experts and saying, hey, I don't I don't understand this contract legalese and hiring lawyers to decipher mm-hmm. it and say like, yeah, that's thumbs up. That, that's good. That's standard. You're cool. <laughs> you right. know, th- things like that. So, that's, so rather than be crippled by what you didn't know, you equipped yourself with counselors who were wise that you could trust. Exactly. Good. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you you mentioned that you didn't have any schooling in this, and uh, I think there's kind of a, a myth out there that if you want to do something, you have to get a degree in it first. Mm. Um, there are a lot of fields, and I and um, I'm I'm into recording music, and there's all these mm-hmm. degrees out there that yeah. you know it's fifty grand a year, absolutely, um, and you got to be there for four years, and so, but like everyone who recorded your favorite record from the fifties, sixties and seventies, they never went to school for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and photography is, do you think that's the same? Ab- absolutely. And that's, and that's a blessing and a curse having that, um, uh, that zero barrier to entry. Yes. It's, right. uh, mm-hmm. you know, anyone can go to, to Best Buy and pick up a camera or Hey, even, even your cell phone has yeah. a way better camera on it <laughs> than the first digital camera I ever had. You know, right. 15 right. 15 years ago. And say I'm a photographer, open for business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there, so that that's been one of the big things is okay. How do you separate yourself from the people that just do it as a hobby and oh yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do something for you for thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. And here's all here's all your files. Where you know how how do you ha- show people that value? Value. Of, you, I, that you was should, the word yeah, I was just hanging should, on. You yeah. should hire a professional photographer for this reason. Right. Yeah, and and you do. You have to prove that you bring more value to the right. table. Um, and, and probably relationship helps quite a bit with Absolutely. those clients. Uh, you build deeper relationships, serve them from a position of value. Um, right. So let me ask a quick question. Sure. If if you are uh, away from the business side of things, because, uh, you know, like there's merit to going to school. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to learn more. So we don't want to dissuade you from that. But uh, you can step out on your own for certain. But Surround yourself with people who have wisdom in an area that you lack wisdom. Absolutely. Right? So then let's step back to the creative side. Sure. What about inspiration? Obviously, every morning before you get started, you've got to be really inspired to take photos of something. You've got to have, like, a clear vision. You've got to know exactly what you're going to shoot that day. It's it's all about inspiration, right? Right. Right. Because if yeah. I had to wait on inspiration to get any of my writing done, I'd never get anything nope. done. No, and I think I think Hemingway said it best when he said, you just have to sit down and do the work. He mm-hmm. would wake up every morning at 5 or 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. and he would just start writing. And I'm sure a lot of that was probably throwaway. Lots, yeah. But but once you get in that groove, you know that that's when the magic starts happening. When mm-hmm. you start making those mistakes, and I think that's one of the... A, a big delineator for people that are um, well-regarded creatives is they're willing to step out and and take that risk and risk failure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just be audacious with what they do and what they ask. Speaking of failure, I feel like there's this big pressure these days where 
you know, you, you have to have a social media presence in your creativity. Mm. And so like you can't have that sketchbook full of full of failure that the you know, mm. pages and pages of writing that is awful or, or bad photos because you've got to make sure everyone knows that you're doing it. Right. Yes, I, I agree. I have felt the same thing because um, in the writing world and I'm not uh, by any means, you know, this great published author or anything like that. But I've, but I'm finding it doesn't even have to be that uh, there can be joy just in the work uh, of expressing myself and finding out what weird noodles squirm around up there. <laughs> so one of the things that you do need, they tell you, is uh, if you want to become published, you've got to have a body of work to show people that you're trustworthy as a writer. Like, you know, oh, yeah, this guy can sit down and write. Let's hire him or let's publish what he's written. Right. But how do you get a body of work published? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you have a body of work published. And so some people will say, well, just put your stuff out there on uh, your blog or your, you know, get, get it out there, put it out there, self-publish. And then and there's another camp that says, oh no, don't self-publish. That'll sabotage your whole writing career. Don't put anything on the web. That will just, you know, you'll, you'll, uh, show yourself not to be experienced or knowledgeable, or you'll show all your faults. So it's a lot, like you say, you, you've got to be vulnerable, right? Yeah. You've got to have, maybe if you do have that social media presence, don't get hung up on feeling like it's got to be Instagram worthy or, you know, magazine cover photography with every piece of expression that you put out there. You know, what's really helped for me is I have a friend who's a graphic designer mm -hmm. and, uh, him and I are just like creative accountability partners. Mm. Whenever I do anything like, I don't know, every, every couple of weeks I just text him and send him a picture or an audio clip or a video. And, um, and he does the same. He's like, Oh yeah, I was just doodling with this. And that's cool. I, I get this, yeah. like I said, accountability where, um, I'm just getting feedback, but I'm not fully exposing myself through, yep. through social media or mm -hmm. yeah. I found being in a good writer's group helps. We can share our work with one another in a vulnerable space, you know, that lets us Say this is what I'm working on. This is these are the mistakes I'm making. Right. Where can I get better? So, so I think that's really good. Uh, what what does a photographer do? Where do you find people to, you know, to sharpen each other's talents? We have a pretty good uh, community of, of photographers actually in in Southern Delaware, mm -hmm. um, and all, all different types of genres. From obviously wildlife's very big down here to mm -hmm. people like me that you know like doing the more creative portrait kind of stuff and things mm -hmm. for the entertainment industry and uh you know I, i've good colleagues up north that do you know they, they're hired by real estate companies to do real estate photos and headshots oh, for realtors so you but you can really look and see the different techniques and you know reaching out to them like hey what what are you having trouble with or you know grumble on facebook oh, right right <laughs> <laughs> can't leave my nikon and didn't do this blah, blah, blah. and then you can just talk and a big thing, I think, with social media is because I got hung up on that for a while, you know, trying to do the, I don't know, whatever, whatever the, the algorithm was of the day. Sure. You know, yeah. Like, I hear post, you. post every day. Look to see when your when your people or, you know, your, your fans are on. And, mm -hmm. so, and and I did that and stressed out about it. And, uh, you know, how many jobs I've gotten from that? Mm. None. <laughs> right. <laughs> None. <laughs> but. So, and, I, and that was very disheartening. Mm -hmm. And then I started thinking, like, OK, well, but where are the people that need my services? So I did the work to find like freelancing sites. So now I work mm -hmm. with people all over the world, hmm. which, is, wow. which is great because they're actually looking for the service. And I think that's one of the, 
one of the big lessons I've learned as a creative is, you know, as soon as you hang your, sh- you know, people are going to say you're, you're a great writer, you're a great musician, you're a great pho- photographer. I love your photos. And then mm-hmm. as soon as you hang your shingle out, you think people are going to beat down the door and national Geographic's going to call me and mm-hmm. no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, crickets. Um, but there are people that, that are needing services, mm-hmm. creative services and g- doing the work to find them, um, is, is a big part of it. And then it's, not only your talent, I'll be the first to say I'm not the most talented, technically precise photographer out there, mm-hmm. admittedly, but talent only gets you that first job. Hmm. What gets you the second, third, fourth, fifth jobs are obviously you have to have some kind of technical acumen and, and deliver what the, the client needs, but mm-hmm. they, need to, they need to enjoy working with you. And mm. that's one of the things I really focus on with not only my business, but with my relationships with people is showing them their worth and their value. Hmm. You know, whether I'm, I'm photographing um, a commercial shoot for hearing aids that someone said, you know what, I'm, I'm tired of people having to pay so much. I'm going to create something that everyday people can afford. And they put their life's work into that, whether I'm doing that or doing portraits for someone. Right. You know, find out what makes them tick and what is going to communicate that value for them mm-hmm. and show them that they're important, whether it's their, their life's work or, or themselves as a human being. That's really cool, John. Yeah. So. That's awesome. So you're not only, um, you know, I would all, almost think, well, as a, a person who's trying to present themselves or their business, I've got to build up who I am in my character and let that shine and everything. You're flipping that and you're saying, you know what, I'm going to observe these people and I'm going to pour back into them. Right. And that will build up the relationship and that'll build up their trust and their value in me because I'm pouring into them, encouraging them. Exactly. So that's really cool. Yep. What would you say um, to the person again, you know, when people look at your creativity expressed online or when you get it in print, you put it out there uh, or even when you do get, you know, paid gigs or you're actually, you know, striving to make, make it happen. Um, and you know, all the cylinders are firing, but then the voice of criticism comes in. Yeah. What would you say, to a creative person about dealing with criticism. Yeah. Criticism is, is obviously just a a natural part of the creative endeavor. And as with anything in life, you have a, you have a choice you can make. You can either take it personally and think everyone's against you and everyone hates me and I should just go eat worms and sell my camera on Craigslist. (laughs) Or you can kind of parse through all the, obviously, you know, trolley kind of comments that mm-hmm. you get mm-hmm. and look for the value um, that's in there. And people that have a heart to actually help you get better mm-hmm. will share, you know, what's the term? Constructive criticism. Sure. Some, mm-hmm. Something like that to actually mm-hmm. help you improve. And you have the choice whether or not how to view it. And another thing that has really helped me is pausing and really looking for the truth. Hmm. You know, I, I have a technical background, you know, so, so mm-hmm. I, lo- I love the word data. I love data. <laughs> um, that's one of the greatest things that a creative person or anyone can do whenever they're faced with criticism is where's the truth in this? Not just my truth. Let's look at it objectively. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I'll share with you. I was, I was sending a message to a uh, accountability group that I'm friends with over in England, you know, so they're, they're cool. five hours ahead. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the leader jazz put on there, Hey, what's, what's everyone's, what's, where are you stuck right now? And I said, I'll tell you where I'm stuck right now. This is like not even an, a little bit over an hour ago. I said, I'll mm-hmm. tell you where I'm stuck right now. 
getting ready to do a podcast interview on creativity <laughs> and who am I? You know, the, the devil on my shoulder says, who, who are you Yes, yeah. to give a podcast on creativity? You have no training. Mm-hmm. You're going to be interviewed by people that you hold in very high regard as being <laughs> creative individuals. And I said, I, I can choose to do that or the angel on my shoulder gets out the I coined this. I'm very proud of it. The flaming sword of truth. Hold on. I'm writing wow. that down. Yeah, right. I mean, how good is that as a visual? You know, like St. Michael. <laughs> sword, flaming sword. And uh, yeah. I said, no, they they asked me to be here. The devil on my shoulders told me, well, they're, they're having you on the show to, to really find you out, you know, because I have right. tremendously bad imposter syndrome pops up every now and then. There wow. you go. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yep. you know, they're, they're, they're only having you on the show to, to have you not give creative answers and just sound boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's well, like, we, no. We have you on the show because we hold you in high regard. Right, right. They, well, thank you, yeah. thank you, and, that, and that's and that's that's what I said. You know, right. The, the truth is, no, Andrew and Mark respect right. me. They're my friends, but the liar doesn't want us to to right. realize that. Right. So a lot of it, yeah, just purpose. going back. Yep. What's what's the truth? What's where's where's the truth lie? Yeah. So even in criticism, yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Well, it's just funny that you um, you say you have this group of people in England that are your an, an accountability group. And I'm like, man. That's so cool. Right. <laughs> I need I need an accountability group in England. And I bet everyone in England is like, man, there's this American guy. Like <laughs> if, He if, has this really weird accent. Yeah. Yeah, like like it's not people aren't cool unless they have like a cool accent. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> man, I like if there's an like if there's an Australian or South African pastor, yes, like it doesn't matter go. what they're preaching on, I am in. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's in. why I switch, I switch all my GPSs. <laughs> To the British voice, yeah. British female voice. I will follow them off a pier. <laughs> Goodbye, John. Yeah. Error. Rerouting. <laughs> All right. Speaking of detours, what? Right. Did I answer your question? No, that's absolutely. Yeah. No, that's great. I, I think um, Donald Miller is a creative person who I look up to quite a bit. I've read a number of his pieces, uh, books that he's written, or, or uh, heard him speak. He had to say about criticism that. Um, Many would-be creators remain consumers because they fear criticism. Mm. So it's it's that criticism that keeps us <clears throat> huddled or uh, quiet or away from expressing ourselves. Um, but the good thing is that only creators get criticized. Right. Right? All mm. creators will get criticized. Every one of them. Doesn't matter who you are. They're still criticizing some of the greatest, you know, works of art <laughs> yeah around the world and then the best way to answer your critics is to succeed so get back to work and try right. harder yep so. yeah i remember the day i got my first hater and i thought wow i think i might have arrived yeah <laughs> someone hates what i'm doing they're listening they don't yes, agree with it but the a, people are listening that's a great point they're yeah. actually seeing it consuming it and responding to it yeah so yeah. that's that is pretty true well um, well there's and i'm also reminded of um how many songs that that you hear at a wedding that are like wedding staples. I can't give you any examples, but I guarantee there's a bunch like of the them. the duck song? Um, no. Chicken dance? Um, yeah, that's the one. Did that? you say duck song? Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Some kind of poultry. Do you so, mean ones with words? Yeah, ones with words. Okay, gotcha. Um, but, but songs that, you know, when they came out, uh, I, I remember um, I'd be listening to something. My mom would be like, why are you listening to that? terrible song okay and and when it came out when my mom was a kid no one cared about it uh-huh but but someone found it it was the perfect song for a particular year uh-huh and now you know mariah carey is the voice of christmas yes um, yeah i yeah. won't say that that was terrible when it came <laughs> out i don't know but like but it gets like overplayed is that what you're saying no i'm saying like that that there are things that sometimes your creative project isn't appreciated 
as soon as it comes out. Oh, oh yeah. And and years and years later, you know, there are these groups, you know, um, yeah, yeah. That, That's absolutely true, yeah. Mark. Absolutely true. I, I know there's a lot of, of writing that, um, you know, the, <laughs> the joke is that, like, you, you don't make it until you're gone. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, if you try, if you're trying to do this creative life for the financial reward, typically, typically that's not the the best outcome to seek, which brings me to, to another good point. What is the purpose behind a creative lifestyle? Why go through the pain and the anguish to express ourselves or to build up our skills in music or in writing or in photography or in art these different expressions why go through all of that what what good can come of it i mean it sounds like we're just going to get criticized <laughs> the starving artist metaphor is mm -hmm. there you know um we may not make it until we're gone and the only thing that we've left behind is you know a piece of work why go through the struggle to what end to what purpose right one of one of the things that i that i rely back on is actually um from first peter Peter, First Peter four ten, okay, and it says, each of you should use whatever gift you had received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Hmm. So, wow. yeah, by using the gifts that God has bestowed on you, the talents that are ingrained, mm -hmm. if you use those to help people and further the work of the kingdom, mm -hmm. then I mean, you're you're actually glorifying God. Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, how many of us have been criticized for being Christians? Don't right. stop us, right? Yeah. 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 So that's actually how I got involved with the bridge. I sent a, sent a letter. Mm -hmm. I went to a bridge lunch years and years ago. And uh, this is when I was starting to, my heart was starting to change. And I went to this lunch. It was just really impacted by everything that, that was said and, and got home and, and wrote a letter, mm. like pen and paper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and... Yeah, this is back when you were on Apple Drive over, over yeah, yeah. outside of yep. Milford. Near Lincoln, yeah. yeah old school. Mm -hmm. um, and just said, you know, I'm a photographer just, just starting out with a, a side hustle. The bridges help bring me back to God. Um, if, if I can ever use my talents to, to, to further the ministry of the bridge, please let me know. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it was probably months later, mm -hmm. got a message out of the blue it was when uh they had delmarva idol so yes should, i should remember give you the that. time frame that on such that a great contest yeah and said hey you know we want to have like a red carpet event and mm -hmm. want to have as many photographers around just to you know flash bulbs going off and would you mind doing that and then you know you and your wife can hang out for dinner and watch the concert okay cool so i came and you know got like a black dress shirt and everything tried to look all paparazzi-ish yeah <laughs> yeah did just that and said okay well okay dinner time and um clay kim's husband yes. was the real photographer yeah air quotes yeah. again and he um, he is a great yeah, photographer, great photographer for sure. yeah. yeah so he was the real photographer there that he had night, like two cameras yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and he came up to me and said hey where where are you sitting for dinner i'm like oh just here we grabbed a seat he's like well are you going to be able to capture the stage from there i said for what he goes <laughs> he said great i'm leaving i said what do you mean you're leaving <laughs> he said i gotta go pick my son up yeah. Did they not tell you that you're that I'm not going to be here? I said, "You're it, pal. absolutely not." <laughs> <laughs> you know, Danny Goki's performing. Yeah, yeah. And I, that was like a defining moment yeah, in my yeah. creative career. Yeah, for I, our I photography said, collection too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I can either, I can either just be like, oh, you know what? I wasn't prepared to do that. I don't have the right lens. Come up with some excuse. Yeah. Or just 
do what I did and said, yeah, no problem, Clay. And he walked away. I went, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> that, and, uh, that's awesome. The, the amount of times that uh, for me creatively set, just saying yes, yep. I don't have the answers mm. yet, yep. but if you need me, I'm there. I'll figure it out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Put, that, again, putting yourself out there, opening yourself to criticism, failure. Yes. This yep. might not work out, but you know, that, that was a defining pivotal moment in my career. Yeah. So Julia Cameron is um, a writer that I, you know, have studied or listened to quite a bit. And, um, and she wrote, here's a quick quote. We are ourselves creations. We are meant to continue creativity by being creative ourselves. This is the God force extending itself through us. Creativity is God's gift to us. Using creativity is our gift to God. Right. Mm. And I find that to be so true. The fact that the living God has work that he wants to get done in this world. He's got a greater purpose in telling his story and in, in, as Donald Miller says, redeeming many lives. And we have the unique capability, a, a picture, a word picture that he used was, if you imagine God as, as this father sitting down with his little girl or little boy and surrounding them on the sidewalk or all these sidewalk chalks, right? Different colors. You can see it. And he sits down with his child and he says, what do you want to make? And he is fully engaged in that moment with the child, wanting to know what they want to make and is ready to co-create it with them. And when he revealed that word picture, like when he explained that's our position as the little child sitting there with God, and he is actively interested in making what it is we want to make in the world, because in making that creative project, we can reflect him mm-hmm. to the world and have the chance to redeem many lives through our work. Right. It is just a fascinating opportunity. So I'd say if you are someone who has an itch to become a creative, if you think that in listening to some of our banter about creativity, it has sparked an interest in you, um, certainly reach out to the Bridge Podcast. We'd be happy to point you towards some of these resources, maybe sit down with some of us and talk about your creative direction. John, I really appreciate you being here, sharing your story with us, letting us know how God inspired you and and brought you to a moment of decision where you stepped out on your own and uh, and expressed your creativity. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. And those uh those moments they don't go away. I mean, that's a you know it's just <laughs> yeah it, it 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 keeps going and and you just look back and say, well, I did it last time. Yeah. God God hasn't let me down yet. So let's okay. Yep, I'll do it. Just like Mark said. Yep, I'll sign up. <laughs> well, be sure to download the Bridge mobile app to get the latest podcast episodes. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to share it with a friend and provide feedback or share other show topics that you'd like to hear when you email podcast at 887thebridge.com. You can get complete show notes on our website, 887thebridge.com. <laughs>